Hello everybody, this is Trisha Fields, Trisha Alexander, and this is my very first uh, recording for episode of my brand new podcast called Restless Natives, and I'm here with Russell Sunneagle for our very first episode. I'm nervous, but I'm happy he's here with the podcast king. Um, everybody knows Russell native and non-native community he's bridging the gap he's um, the host of several podcasts he's got his new solo uh, Russell Talks and I hope that everybody's been able to hear it and enjoy it he'll um, we're just going to visit with him he's going to talk about um, his endeavors within the native community so we'll get into it, but first I'm going to let Russell introduce himself better than I can. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Uh, Russell Sunnigal here. Like Trisha said, I uh, do a lot of stuff right now. I counted it yesterday in five podcasts. Wow, five? If you count the solo one. So right. Okie Podcast, Unsolved Mysteries of the Reservation, Underground Kings Podcast, Turtle Island Boys, and then Russell Talks, which is just me just doing a solo solo stuff. So, And then I film uh, rap, the Rap Battle Leagues for With All Due Respect. And then I started a little comedy group called Meat Wolf Comedy. Uh, we'll probably get into the Meat Wolf name later on. But yeah, <laughs> thanks for having me on as your first guest. Yes. I'm, I'm hella... Can we cuss on here? Yes. I'm hella, <laughs> I'm hella honored. I'm hella honored uh, to be on this first episode with Trisha Fields. Yay. I'm excited, too. Thank you. So, um, we have known of each other, or I've known of you longer than you've known of me. I'm way older than you, but um, I always have to give this intro and this background to people. Um so I call him my uncle nephew or my nephew uncle because he's younger than me. So he would be my nephew, my Tiwa, but also because, uh, but he's also my brother. He's also like a little brother to me, but he's actually my aunt's younger brother. And so those of y'all that are listening, if you know my dad's youngest sister, uh, Michelle Fields, that's also Russell's sister. And so, um, yeah, so we're all connected. You know, I'm Pawnee, Russell's Pawnee, my aunt's Pawnee. We're different bands. I'm Skeety Band. You're Kitka Hockey? Pita Hawirata. Oh, Pita Hawirata. My yeah. bad, my, my bad. I'm sorry. Champions. Yes, champions of the hand game <laughs> tournament, uh, Pawnee 2022. But, um, but we do have that connection. But uh, we met and became friends or met met better and all became friends and man this past year um i would say since um pawnee powwow pawnee homecoming 2021 we've just been like we said on toke signals podcast we've just been the click we've been the clica Mm -hmm. uh we've been the crew we've had um get togethers several get togethers over the past year we celebrated at my house at trisha's earth lodge for my birthday I was blessed to have you all over for my birthday and we had the baddest potluck 
Um, Isaiah made, he smoked ribs. He made bologna. Uh, bologna um, had um, campfire potatoes. We had, I made these little cherry desserts. Um, Charmin and Russell, they brought the little smokies. People brought beverages. Trista made her, um, what did she make? She made that Dorito. Casserole. Dorito casserole. Dorito casserole. Yes, my kids love that. Ryan and Katie love that. Um, everybody brought different things. They threw their heart into it and made awesome food to bring and share. Shout out to Anna. She made flan. Um, oh, yeah. I don't know if that one was for my birthday or that one was for Chris or for Thanksgiving or Friendsgiving. But we had my birthday party here. Then we had pictures. We were out in the backyard with my dog that passed away, Missy. Everybody was so sweet to her. Then we went downtown to the club. Um, then we had Friendsgiving over here. And that was really nice. We had a ton of people over here and friends invited friends then we had our christmas party at your place and Sh- and Charmin's place uh, it was like it was, 50 people yeah there's like 50 people <laughs> at each place and it was just so fun i mean yeah uh shout out to lima cormick she was there um and we just had a good time and that's what it's about we always take the best pictures i think they're the best funnest pictures i left for a little bit and had to keep it real and go check out indigenous concert at venue shrine and come back um but you guys were such great hosts for all of us and and um and then later i even brought katie and her friend they got to eat and chill with natty your (laughs) daughter your dog uh and then we've been powwows together um lots of dinners other birthdays um playing video games pictures taking pictures together supporting each other's businesses um and it's really it's just really been nice and you've encouraged me to start this podcast it's something I've been wanting to do for a few years and I just haven't had the the guts to do it put myself out there <clears throat> but I see you doing it and I see the fun you have and and uh, being on your podcast was awesome that was really fun we had a lot of laughs and uh, I, I appreciate how you promote people you know and I feel like I promote people too but um, in different ways so then I thought well I could promote people also with my podcast you know like the artists I work with for my um, markets that I do and the other shows and so you know I just watch you and I and I like the way you work and I like how you really aren't just in the native community you're in all races you're in all different kinds of scenes and just including them and and putting a spotlight on our native comedians um, because there's really not there's really not uh, anything that's been going on before, I would say, before you were doing that. And and I guess the Indian Elvis show, mm-hmm. you know, that's where I first uh, met um, J.I. Oh, Jordan. Yeah, Jordan. Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, she's funny, you know. <clears throat> she's really nice and really friendly. And 
that's the first time I ever heard about her. But then I listen to her more now because of your podcasts and and uh, then like Keelan and uh, Dio and all them doing stand up. Even our own Toke Signals Isaiah. Shout out to Isaiah Lasley. Um, got up and and did stand up and. Mm-hmm. We all think we're funny. When we're all together, we're hella funny, and we're all yeah. cracking up, you know. Uh, but to stand up on stage and do it yourself, mm-hmm. you know, it's just you, and not everybody gets our humor, you know. But I appreciate what you're doing, like putting a spotlight and bringing them along and encouraging them to do it because they're funny, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah. tell me a little bit about that. What kind of sparked your interest in that? I mean, like, you talk about trying to bring everybody along, I guess. Yeah. Because there's enough room for everybody to shine. Right. To eat or whatever. Whatever you call it. You know, but I just, uh, I, hmm. I met Jordan back in, I think it was last year. Yeah. Dang, it's already been... Last November was when I met Jordan. And I watched her do stand-up. And I thought she was funny as hell. And she was very uh, professional. You know, like... I go to a lot of shows sometimes. And I get it. You gotta look at your material. You gotta look at it. But Jordan didn't do that. And, you know, Trista linked us up. And then I think a couple weeks later, she came on the podcast. Jordan... And so, I remember saying, man, I want, I want more Native comedians, but they're hard to find. Right. And, uh, <clears throat> and she told me Dakota Six Killer, and I worked with him at River Spirit, but I didn't know he was a comedian then. But then again, you're in your own department, so you can't really just know anybody from another department, really. Um, and then Keelan Bearpaw... I met him through Thomas Longacre. Uh, I filmed their gym. Just just to do it. Just yeah. to film their gym, doing jiu-jitsu and stuff. And and I met... That's where I met Keelan first. And I thought he was just a jiu-jitsu guy, but he's a comedian. And then he was on Res Dogs, and then we hit and it off. And a singer. Yeah, and, and a singer, yeah. And, um, and then, I mean, it just kind of... I met Brent, and then... That the uh, Will Buck person I met mm-hmm. him at Circle Cinema once, and then I forget. Oh, Zebediah, Zebediah. Oh, I met. Yeah. I, I I found him through a flyer, and anyways, I hit them all up and been trying to plan to come on the show or whatever, and got them all. But I went. I don't know. I just I've seen them like. I've seen a few of them live, but, and then Zebediah has a little documentary on the Cherokee show, OCO TV. OCO Yeah, he had a little thing on there, it's on YouTube, I watched that, and I mean, they're funny, they're funny as fuck, so my thought was, why shouldn't they have more, like, an audience? Right. You know, like, why shouldn't people see them? at their moments of being funny because it takes a lot to be a comedian and so I I got them all together I said 
if you guys want to be filmed, I can do that. And I could push it out or whatever. I can help however I can. And I filmed one set. I think it was Zebediah, Keelan Bearpaw, and Brent at the Looney Bin. And then I filmed them and and I put some clips out, but I didn't put the whole thing out. But But I'm just trying to get enough content to where I could possibly just keep pushing out clips. Mm-hmm. I don't want to push out the whole set. I just want to keep pushing out content. Yeah. Boom, 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 boom. Go viral, whatever. Yeah, you know, don't I want... give them all the stuff. Just give people samples yeah, and just... get them interested and get them... Maybe get bookings for them, yeah. you know. Yeah. Other places. Yeah. But, I mean, that was like, you know, they're they're super funny. Um, I know people are busy. I know gas is high. I know things are hard right now. So, you know, the power of social media, you know, you just have yeah. to... You just have to know how to how to manage it, I guess. Yeah. And so, I mean, that was mainly it, and yeah, Meat Wolf comedy. <laughs> Meat Wolf comedy. Look it up. Listen to it. Um, also, tell us about your um, your stuff at Venue Shrine. So, you know, like the things that you do down there, like with Tuck Signals. And how you got started doing that. So we do live shows sometimes at venue at the venue shrine. We got hooked up through that with uh, King Castro X. He is the host of With All Due Respect podcast. And he hit me up. And he asked if I wanted to be part of the live show they do. So, of course. And then he wanted toke signals because I co-signed with him all, all, all the time. And so I was like, I think they'd be down. So hit them up, got it situated. And I think the first one was March 10th. March 10th, I think, was our first one. And then a lot of people showed up. It was crazy. I was hella nervous. I um, I remember thinking, like, when the show started, there was only, like, 10 people there. I was like, oh, this is cool. Like, I'm good with this. I'm nervous. I'm scared. I'm good with 10 people. And man, like, before I knew it, there was, like, 50 people in there. <laughs> <laughs> but what what helped was, like, being on stage, though, you have a light. You have a light in your face, so you don't really see the crowd. Oh, okay. But you can still see, like, if you look, really, you can see the bodies. But, but I mean, everybody always says this when I'm nervous. You do this all the time. Why are you nervous? Why are you scared? But it's just human nature. I just get, I just tend to get nervous. Yeah. But I, but I'm learning to still do it. I can never tell that you're nervous. You mm-hmm. never seem nervous to me. Uh, I think you're good. You, you know, whatever it is that you're doing, you never seem nervous to me. Even whenever you were the moderator at different things, mm-hmm. you always oh, yeah. do a good job. And uh, I remember you were nervous before then for Mark Williams film at Circle Cinema and I think you did a great job you know I mean you just have that knack you so you might be nervous but once you start talking mm-hmm. um, it's it goes away or it doesn't come across to the audience that you're nervous or anything like that and when you are on um, 
on um, Indian Elvis's show. Mm-hmm. You didn't seem nervous then either. I mean, mm-hmm. you seemed all cool and calm, and I never saw any nervousness. And I enjoyed that show. It was funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just always like hearing you talk about what you're doing, what your thought process is, um, you know, and maybe you can tell people where you went to school and what you studied there. Um, and then kind of even like how that's helping uh, with cultural preservation, with language preservation, and who you're helping with that. Uh, so I grew up in Pawnee, went to Pawnee High School, <laughs> barely graduated, I think. Um, didn't think I was going to ever go to college. I never even thought about it. And then the school called IAI, Institute of American Indian Arts, took me in. I have a lot of people that I have on my show from IAI, and it's the same thing, kind of, like, they just took them in. And I always love hearing stories about, you know, man, I wasn't, I wasn't this in high school. You know, right. I was I was always in trouble, you know, but I took me in somehow, some way, for whatever reason. And so I went there, I did cinematic arts. Uh, I didn't get to finish, but I had a outstanding bill I needed to pay. And after that, well, let's backtrack. See, the public school system never taught me about my history of right. any kind. But then again, I'm young, so... I probably wouldn't have cared anyways. But when I went to IA, I started learning more about other tribes. And then I started looking at my own tribe, my own research. And, you know, it's a it's a really horrible, traumatic just history. Mm-hmm. A fucked up history that happened to, you know, force removal, uh, killings, the rapes, all this, all this horrible shit that shouldn't even happen. But... You know, then, you know, I learned it there. I'm thankful for that. Um, thankful for the people that pointed me in the right direction to learn that stuff. And then after college, I just, I started working. Uh, that's where I started doing uh, jiu-jitsu, MMA myself. Um, but I think that's where, like, my mindset of, oh, I'm nervous, but I just do it. Yeah. Because, I mean... If you're standing in front of somebody and you know they're going to fucking try to kill you, then... <laughs> yeah. I mean, you got to, yeah. you got to like, just, okay, I just got to do what I do. I know this. I know what I'm doing. Like, we did this all the time. And so that's where, like, yeah, man, I'm nervous, but... And it's like, like you said, like, I start talking or I would do, like, takedowns or something, and it's just second nature. So I kind of look at this like that, like, you yeah. know, like... If there's an event or something new that I'm not used to doing, you know, I, I just, I hit it head on. I try not to, I say I'm nervous, but that's, that's just me saying it mm-hmm. just to get it out. And then when it's time to go though, it's, it's time to go. It's time to turn it on. It's time to do whatever it is I need to do yeah. and then make it, make it whatever. But I just had to make I mean, and, I, and then I, then I, I guess retired. I don't know. I got, I kept getting hurt and I started working and then we moved back here, mm, lived in Tahlequah for a little bit. 
worked at a casino in River Spirit. And I don't know. I kind of wanted to do a podcast, but I didn't know how. Then I was scared. Yeah. I was always scared to do it. Because um, I just didn't think I had anything to say. But finally, the pandemic hit. I guess that kind of gave me my chance to try it. Yeah. Do my research. Educate. And then just do it. But, you know, starting that, my buddy told me, you know, always be consistent. Just put out stuff. Work. Like, don't worry about nothing else. Just just keep doing it. Keep going. And just put out the, put out the content and just work. Just grind. So that's what I did. I just put my head down and I just grind. I just started grinding. I just started putting in work. Um, and it just... First it was the podcast and then became more, more and more. People started hitting me up for stuff and then we talk about language. I'm the uh, language audio visual specialist for the Pawnee. Uh, Pawnee Nation, but it's not really a... What is it? Um, it's not really considered like its own thing. We're just doing it on our own. Yeah. Myself, Taylor, Zach, and Ileana... We just, we do all of it on our own, um, but we do it over Zoom. I record the episodes. I edit them if needed. I push them out on our social media, um, and then I keep track of our social media, and now I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> I need to learn. Like, I'm, I'm learning through class, but... I'm better on my own, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I sit back and I listen, but I'm, I'm better off, like, going over it myself and then writing it on my own. And I think the writing helps a lot. Yeah, the too. writing, yeah. yeah. I, need, I need a little more to do because I do it on my spare time, but... Yeah. But uh, there's a possibility we might break into groups this okay. semester. So I might take over the Pita Hobby Doctor group mm-hmm. for, like, ten minutes. So okay. I need to kind of at least know... That's cool. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, Taylor and Zach are cool. Uh, shout out to them for, yeah, for wanting sure. me on the, the team. I mean, we're always cool. Like, we're bros or whatever. But, you know, it was another honor to have them reach out to me and want me to yeah. help them with the language. Because, you know, I, I just thought it was cool. I was like, man, I'm hella flattered, guys. Like, you know, you could have got anybody. But, yeah. But, I mean, that's, I don't know. But my friend was like, just, you know, take whatever opportunity you can and run with it. Yeah. Well, I appreciate it. I took one class, um, and I definitely needed all the help with the technology part. Class would start, and I'd be (laughs) messaging you. (laughs) I'd be texting you, send me the link. Yeah. You know, and you always did. And then I'd get in. I might be a little bit late, Mm -hmm. but I'd get in, and and I appreciated it because we were just starting to come back and bounce back from, you know, COVID distancing Mm -hmm. things. and, And it was nice to hear people's voices you know, relatives' voices and see their faces on there. Mm-hmm. You know, even though we see each other on Facebook or other social media, it was nice to have it kind of like, you know, since it was all Pawnee people, it was kind of like being with family. 
and hearing them laugh, hearing them talk, hearing them tease, joking around, and and uh, being in a safe space where you could ask questions where you're not going to get treated like you're stupid, you know? Mm-hmm. Sometimes that's not the case with whatever language, you know? I've, I've learned a lot of Creek language, too, you know, um, when I was at the tribal college and and I was um, teaching beginning language at Glenpool Library a few years ago, and... And I had a lot of people help me, you know, asking different things. You know, I grew up here in Creek language for my grandpa and other relatives, but um, in the singing. But it's still embarrassing when you don't know, and that's a hindrance because it all makes a difference who you ask and how they respond. Mm-hmm. A lot of people will tell you, you know, and they'll say it to you a couple times and tell you if you're saying it wrong or they'll just say it again for you to follow them but then you get some people that want to let you know that they know more than you and we already know that you know Mm -hmm. that's why we're asking you know but some people like to kind of remind you and put themselves up here and and make you feel embarrassed and ashamed that's how I take it you know maybe they're not trying to be that way and maybe other people don't feel that way, but I take it that way. Mm-hmm. Like, you should know that, you know. And it's like, well, yeah, I know I should, but I don't. That's why I'm asking, you know. That's, And I haven't had those words out loud, but that's just how I feel. And so I appreciate that even um, Zach and Taylor will ask each other things or say, well, I'm not sure. Let me ask. Yeah. You know, and I really appreciate that because that makes me want to learn more from them. Or, well, that's the way we were taught, you know, or, the well, that's what this says, but we're not going to go by that because so-and-so, who is a, who is a born speaker, said that that's, that that's wrong, you know. Mm-hmm. And so we can't always go by books because who were the books written by a long time ago, you know. They mostly weren't written by native speakers. They were written by people that were brought in and lived among but sometimes things can get lost in translation and and I appreciate that they respect the first speakers and going by that, you know, and I appreciate your help to that and that you were able to help make it accessible to people all over the state, out of state, and even in other countries that they could join in the class, you know, and you have that knowledge and you have that patience and you have that willingness to do that not everybody has all of those things you know or they have reasons I don't want to say excuses because we're all busy but some people might have that knowledge and those things too but they might have reasons they can't do it or yeah. sometimes people just don't want to do it you know and you were taking time you know taking time from your editing taking time from your you know getting home from work and coming home and doing that real quick and then trying to keep up with your podcast stuff and in your home life with your girlfriend with your dog with your dad with your family you know people forget about that you know everybody just knows about all your podcasts but you do have a huge family and you do have obligations and and I just appreciate that you make time and I will say that that you know those of y'all that are listening Russell does take this serious because there's lots of times we're going out to dinner, we're going out, you know, having fun, partying, going to go dance, going to go to cookouts or go to powwow, and he's passing on it because he's he says, oh, i got to stay home and edit because he's trying to make his 
his, uh, I don't want to say craft or hobby, but your passion, you're working more at it, you know, just like you said, your friend said to grind and keep, keep putting content out, like, you could, you're not answering to anybody, you know what I mean, Mm -hmm. you can put your stuff out when you want, so you could say, okay, yeah, fuck it, I'm gonna go out and do this, and I'll edit later, Mm -hmm. but that's how dedicated you are, and to the people that you've interviewed and had on your podcast your guests that you're trying to make it really good and so like I appreciate that you know sometimes Charmin shows up by herself you know without her man because he's (laughs) at home you know doing his podcast stuff you know and uh anyway I just appreciate that and it's a good you're a good example and I appreciate what you give to the Pawnee language and um I don't know if that's a paid gig or not I don't, you know, I don't know, but I mean, it should be if it's not, and uh, I encourage all the other tribes to think forward and think out of the box, and some of them may be doing podcasts, you know, some of them may be doing online classes, you know, Zoom, and some may not, but um, it's definitely a way to get everybody together in a safe environment without having to worry if anybody's positive or not, or gas prices, you know, for something, $5 a gallon, Mm -hmm. you know, everybody can just, if anybody has the phones, or I'm sure they got kids or grandkids running around their house that they can borrow their phone, (laughs) you know, and get on Zoom and attend class for an hour, you know, I mean, if it's a native home, I know there's kids and grandkids around there, you know, Uh, there's all those places on the corner you can go get them phones from. (laughs) <laughs> the free phone. Yes, uh-huh. All them all them 539 area codes, eh? But uh anyway, I just appreciate that and I and I wanted to say I appreciate Zach and Taylor too from their lives and their families and their companions that they have and thank you to their companions too and to yours for understanding and appreciating and given that time up too you know Mm -hmm. because I know it's a lot of time that goes into it and they're not just thinking about class just during class they're thinking about it before Mm -hmm. I got to be home at this time or this time or I've got to be here with internet connection at this time you know we all heard Zach and Taylor's and your dogs in the background (laughs) (laughs) or kids asking for (laughs) snacks or doorbells but that's real life, you know, mm-hmm. and that's what I like, and uh, and I appreciate that. So I just wanted to say that, you know, to to you and to them, mm-hmm. you know, um, and all the people that take time to join the Zoom too, because everybody has things going on. But so so then with that, I want to ask you if you'll talk a little bit about your family, like your parents, your um, your tribes that you belong to, um, and maybe also, um, maybe also, I've heard you talk about your grandma before, Mm -hmm. and so we kind of have that, that, um, in common as well, so I was real close to my grandma, um, and my great-grandma, and so just if you can kind of tell us a little bit about that, that's kind of what this podcast is about, is about hearing about the person, hearing about their background and hearing about their their culture you know our culture our tribe but also our our elder person that 
taught us and brought us and and made kind of shaped us and really prayed for us and cared for us so i want to hear about your grandma i want to know her name and all of that so my grandma her name was uh mary carson mm-hmm. i believe her maiden name was um horse chief i believe okay. might have been might have been spotted horse chief but but i think it's it's horse chief along those lines and i remember uh I guess she used to be, from what I hear, she was kind of mean back in the day. But when I came around, she was like nice, yeah, like, super nice. Like nothing wrong with that. Yeah, okay. you know, like I changed her mindset. But <laughs> but uh, man, I uh, I wasn't I wasn't. Let's see. I think she passed away in '97. So not really a lot of time with her but it felt like forever because we just spent every day together uh my mom would go out and you know party around i guess Mm -hmm. but that's normal around natives right so this is your mother's mother yeah it's my mom frankie's mother but and so i'd be left with my grandma you know all the time a lot but we lived with her you know Mm -hmm. so it wasn't like i was left with her i was we lived with her. and He's at home. Yeah. Yeah, I was just at home with her all the time. And shoot, we'd watch movies. Uh, I remember just doing goofy stuff to make her laugh. <laughs> She'd laugh at anything I'd do. And uh, we'd, I remember uh, she'd always... I, I don't know where she worked. I forgot. I have to ask my brother, but... I don't know where she worked. She retired, I guess. And she gets that, full, that um, retirement check. Mm-hmm. So... I think every first of the month you get that check and you know i always knew we'd go to ponca city or cleveland and then go to walmart and shoot i'd get i'd get at least get something <laughs> some yeah, kind of toy right and then but yeah we just hang out we'd go everywhere we'd go we just hang out the house too and watch tv and just hang out i mean we're best friends we're best buds and and then uh it was crazy because I, I never knew what death was. I seen it on TV, but never know it. But like, let's see, ninety seven. I would have been nine, about nine years old. But before that too, she was start, started to get sick a lot. She'd have pneumonia, I think, and in and out of the hospital. And I think that's what took her was pneumonia. And I knew, like, I think she knew she wasn't like just gonna make it, or maybe the bill got too high. And so, I remember we were at the house, and you know she was just we had we moved her they moved her bed in the living room and she was on her bed and I remember like just everybody came over I thought it was like a family gathering but I guess you know it was like a goodbye mm, yeah so I remember like everybody just around her but nobody would say anything like. You know, they just let us go play outside. And I remember my cousin came out, and he was like, I think something happened to Grandma. And I was like, what? You know, like, what is it? And he said, uh, everybody's, like, around here crying. And then so, man, I ran inside. And then I, I tried to, like, get past everybody. There's a bunch of people in the house. I tried to get past everybody, and I went to her bed. And, yeah, man, she was, like, just out. Like, mm. she was dead, so... 
but I didn't know she was dead. I was trying to wake her up. And then, like, my mom finally said, like, she's gone, Russ. Like, she's gone. You know, like, she's passed away. And I was like, I didn't fully understand what that meant. You know, I just thought maybe she'll come back later or something. Yeah. But I remember, like, you know, that was a tough time because, like, I was by myself then because I still got left alone. So I was by myself a lot. And then, but, I mean, I just think of the memories. Like, we'd always watch Golden Girls. That's why I'm such a huge Golden Girls fan. Yes. Because me and her would watch that yeah. all the time. But but uh, it was just no really life lessons with her. It was just like, that was like just the, the homie. Yeah. The best friend. The the person that got me out of trouble. Mm-hmm. My mom would try to like whoop me. <laughs> she would tell her, you know, he don't know what he's doing. Aww. He don't know. Like, yeah. He's just a kid. I'd get out of it. Uh-huh. I remember one time, I forgot what I did, but my mom was trying to whip me with a belt. <clears throat> I remember, <laughs> I remember like, my grandma did that, and I, right after she did that, I ran behind her, and I was like, looking at my mom, like, making faces. <laughs> oh, dang. <laughs> <laughs> Let me whip you for her now, okay? Let's make up for it. <laughs> Oh, oh my god but yeah that was that was awesome but yeah like you know like i think about it from time to time but i remember like this one time we just watched golden girls like maybe a few months back and <clears throat> do you know the episode where they um they cut their heads off to freeze their body or oh. to freeze their heads i think yeah and to put them on new bodies i remember <laughs> watching that one time and i was like i'm gonna do that to you grandma like, so you can live forever. Aww. And then she was, she just started cracking up. <laughs> and then we just sat there and watched it. But like I, I just remember that part when we watched that show. Yeah. But, I mean, like it was, it was fun though. Like me and her would always just crack up and watch movies. But, but yeah. And then my dad's Lester Sun Eagle. If you don't know, uh, I don't know. I think him and my mom was just at it. Had it, had it with each other all the time, yeah. so he'd come around a lot. But I remember them fighting a lot, so I wouldn't. I'd get to see him, but then I wouldn't. Drama. Yeah. I was too young to understand, but me and him have gotten really close since uh, like 2010, I think. I lived with him that for the summer. I was home from IA, and finally got to. Well, I think it's because I was out of high school, so he just let me do whatever I wanted. You know, in high school, he was more military style. Uh-huh. He was like, got to be in bed by like 10 or 9 and get up at 5 a.m., wow. make my bed or whatever. So but well, he was like really strict, but now like he's to do whatever. Like he's, I don't know, I'd say like, I know he's old, but <laughs> he's like, you know, like, probably, like, me and my grandma's relationship, you know, just, like, buds. Yeah. You know, like, it's not, it's, it's still a father-son thing, but, you know, it's just more of, like, hanging out, watching old movies, or, like, sometimes he comes down here and we go to movies, but, but our relationship's, like, really tight right now, so. That's good. But, yeah. So, are you the youngest... Of all, you're the youngest, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, out of how many siblings do you have? 
think five. No. On my dad's side, it's five, and my mom's side, it's one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And um, what do you have? Do you, can you share with us anything that you have planned coming up? Any of your... Um, any of your stuff with King Castro or any rap battles or anything? Um, so, me and King Castro, we started a podcast called Underground Kings Podcast. Uh, we try to release it every Monday. I think the schedule might change. I don't know, so it might change too, but right now we're doing that. Uh, he is the league owner of, with all due respect, Rap Battle League, and we have an event coming up. July 30th at hold on look at my phone okay I didn't mean to gloss over I'm your... embarrassed I didn't mean to gloss over your family stuff hey, I was getting teary eyed <laughs> I kind of was too yeah talking about grandmas you know uh, I would say like I think that grandparents, you know, like, our parents are hard on us because we're learning. Yeah. As we're, you know, we don't know how to be parents until we become parents. I mean, we can be siblings, older siblings or older cousins to our younger siblings and younger cousins. So that's pretty much our only parent training, you know, till we become parents. And then it's easy to get overwhelmed and stressed, especially if you might have relationship stuff going on or job stress or money stress, those kind of things. And we just don't know, and we're young parents, and we may not have as much patience, but then it seems like then those same parents become grandparents, and then they're like, no, don't spank them, no, don't yell at them, no, you know, like that kind of thing. I'm always trying to threaten my kids, you know, I have four kids, and I've always tried to threaten my kids with my dad. I'm going to tell Uppet. Oh, you want me to call Uppet and tell him? Mm-hmm. And they get scared. You know, no, no, no. My dad has never spanked them. He has never raised his voice to them. Nothing. That's a different man. Like, that's not the one that raised me. Like, I still, I'm 45, and not don't tell my dad no about nothing, you know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but, yeah, just whenever you said that, that's like so many parents and and my my youngest kids' his grandmother was like that too. Mm. She, uh, I hear about her being a different mom to my ex husband, and his brothers, you know, getting onto them or whatever. But then, like as a grandma, you know, oh no, you know they could do no wrong. So yeah. I'm sure that's how your grandmother was. And who could be mean to a little, a little tiny Russell Sun Eagle? <laughs> eh? <laughs> just cracking up. I could just see you trying to be funny to her and. And uh, try to make her laugh. And, you know, I, I was just was going to say, you know, she she uh, probably, you know, sounds like she lived a long life. And mm-hmm. went, I'm sure she had lots of experiences, good and bad. But uh, one thing I know, you know, like you said, you lived with her. Like, the end of her life was full of happiness, you know, with, mm-hmm. with her, all her grandkids and everybody. But... But also with you, you know, being there, like you said, you didn't, you know, you don't really recall any, like, big life lessons or stuff. You just remember experiences and moments and, you know, all those things we do with our grandparents, you know, snuggling with them, watching TV, holidays, you know, going on errands with them, eating with them, Mm -hmm. laughing, visiting, people coming over and visiting, you going and visiting. So I'm sure she enjoyed that, you know, and 
And that's a blessing that you got to experience that because there's a lot of people that don't know their grandparents yeah. or don't have those experiences or, or their grandparents passed before they were born or live in other states and they don't know them like that, you know? Like, you knew your grandma when she got up in the morning, you seen her when she was fixed up and going to town, you seen her in times when she didn't feel well, mm-hmm. you know? And in times when she might be sad or lonesome for her relatives that might have gone on or lived far, you know. So that that's a blessing, you know. And you know she's always around you. But I just wanted to say that, like, I I, I was curious because I've heard you speak of your grandmother, you know, of your Eka before, and mm-hmm. and that's nice. So thank you for sharing that. But so did you get that date for? Oh yeah. Your thing, so we can know where to come check it out at. So July thirtieth. Um... The address is 2605 South Memorial Drive, Tulsa, Oklahoma. I think it's at some boxing gym, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. I the name. I think it's over there by um, that radio station. That There's that... Um, K-Jams? No, I can't remember. But I know that boxing studio, it, it sits right there to the east of... Memorial, mm. I believe, like right there. Mm-hmm. So you can pull in there. It's right there, I think. So that's cool. Um, what else? I want to know some more stuff. So how many years did you do jujitsu? How old were you when you started that? I believe. Hold on. Twenty-three. 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 Um, I didn't know what it was. I knew my brother did it, but I just thought it was wrestling and fights like fighting but you get you learn you find out really quick quick what it is like once you once you do it but um i did that for let's see from 11 2011 to 14 2014 about three years that's cool yeah but i'm injury prone so (laughs) man well, I could imagine you would get hurt doing that. And so Wes, is that what Wes does also? Yeah, Wes. Wes Cunningham mm-hmm. does jiu-jitsu a lot? Yeah. Yeah. I see his videos and his posts. I couldn't remember. So, uh, do you have any, any, um, any other stuff that you want to share um, with any of the other artists that you're helping to promote that might have some stuff? Um, or I guess we can talk about our next big thing that we're going to all be doing, our our clicka, our clicka, our family. We're going to, a bunch of us are going to go out. So we have a group. We have a thread called Aunties and Uncles. And so it's like me, Russell, Charmin, Tristavon, Cami Naylor, Brandy. Maddie, Brandy Ross, Alex Deroyne, um, a bunch of us. And so um, we went to, we did a podcast, um, we came on, Toke Signals, we came on last year at your house, mm-hmm. um, and then we went to the season, to the premiere of Reservation Dogs at River Spirit, which was awesome, and it was so fun, and uh, so we're going to go do that again this year, we've all got our tickets, we're all going to go meet up and go watch the premiere for season two. Um, some of us have got to be 
extras in it. I don't know if mine will be, if I made the cut or not. But I'm across the street from Bear's house, uh, wearing my jeans, boots, and a flannel, <laughs> smoking my cigarettes. Oh, yeah. And uh, holding the coffee cup with another lady. Uh, I believe she's Oto. I can't think of her name, but she's super nice. I'll think of her name when we get done. But she's an older lady, and she's really cool, really fun. And we had a lot of fun uh, doing that. Whether we made the cut or not, we did still get paid. And so that was cool, and we got to watch the filming um, of that of those scenes there. And uh, anyway, so we're going to go do that, and then afterwards... Um, we're gonna do a podcast kind of like a what did I say that word is like a briefing debriefing or like a like a, I can't think of the word anyway so toke signals and we're gonna go out we're gonna try to be poolside and just talk about the episodes we're gonna get to watch at River Spirit and have an episode of that which toke signals um, look for them in um episode and a lot of people um thought that their cards you know that they were handing out were props and people were bringing them back uh but it's actually their actual cards and it's actually a real podcast and uh i can't think of that link to vote for them um entertainment yeah so i don't want to say it wrong but um, hopefully you can listen and you can go to this link and vote for them as your, as the contenders to win for um, this contest. Oh, Lord, I can't read that. Um, Oklahoma Cannabis Awards Music Festival.com. It's really long. I'll say it again. <laughs> I'm like, damn, the longest. <laughs> Oklahoma Cannabis Awards Music Festival dot com. Vote hyphen twenty twenty two hyphen Oklahoma City Cannabis Awards. So vote for Toke Signals. Um, Isaiah and Josh are awesome. Everybody loves them. If you meet them, you love them. They love everybody. They're cool. They're funny. Um, most everybody probably knows about them already. But uh, just shout out to them. And glad to see Isaiah's mended because he had to miss being there when you guys mm-hmm. were at Venue Shrine the last time. Mm-hmm. He was actually laid up in the hospital having surgery. So he's all, he looked good back to normal when we seen him at Pawnee. Yeah. Um, and we've just been hitting up the powwows. Uh, Stroud was a killer it was so hot and humid but it was such a good singing and dancing and good to see everybody again so uh good to have stroud second foxes back with their powwow after two years and um, oto i missed oto and i guess this weekend is or this next one will be kahika stay sky took powwow oh really yeah so mm. uh one of my best friends, Avis Ballard, her daughter, Erin Ballard, is going to be um, the head lady this weekend. Then, what, we got Tulsa Pow Wow, Indian Hills also, I think, is this weekend down in the city. Mm-hmm. That's hella hot, too. <laughs> uh, but Tulsa Pow Wow will be an indoors dance. 
Broken Arrow is also having a powwow. It's outside. This is their first oh, powwow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Ashley Wolf Voice and Ashley Wolf Voice Carson and her husband Scott Carson are on that. I actually was asked to help with that, and I just couldn't fulfill. Uh, couldn't fulfill that, but they um, are. It's going to be a Mission Twenty Two. So it supports veterans and suicide prevention among veterans. And so they wanted to have a powwow and fundraiser. So that's what theirs is about. So if you're in that area the first weekend in August, um, there's two powwows in, in the area, Tulsa powwow downtown and the Broken Arrow powwow. So you can look on Facebook for those. And... Magnez will be coming out. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, so him and possibly his wife um, coming out for the season two premiere. So I'm excited about that so we can all hang out. Because I didn't get to hang out last time because I had to go to bed early for PGA to work the PGA. Oh, yeah. So this time I can I can come out. But then the next day I'll be heading out to Colorado to go get Katie and bring her home. So, um is there anything else or um we're at like 53 minutes so is there anything else you wanted to uh, highlight or share so thank you for having me on your first guest hella honored thank you for all the amazing words you had to say about me um it's cool to like hear people say like you know it's I guess, like, not, like, they kind of feel the the inspired, you know, because that's basically what it is. It's like, I don't really set out to be, like, inspiring, you know, I just, I just do it, but it's cool to, like, inspire people, too, because I know, man, it's hard. I know it's hard to, I know it's hard to be vulnerable. I know it's hard to put yourself out there. I know it's hard to just start something new and be uncomfortable, but, you know what we do is uplift each other and i've been telling trisha do it you yes, won't regret yeah. it yeah you won't regret it it's going to be a fun time you know and i'm here to help however i can if i can you know i don't i don't try to like limit myself to whoever like if somebody needs help with something then i'll do whatever i can to help like i'm not like just all snobby or whatever like you know <laughs> like I try to I try to yeah. do my very best to help people and help yeah. start something because that's what Riker said my on my first episode I had Riker six killer uh-huh. and I was just like man thank you for coming man like you know I know I'm just starting um I don't know you but thank you for coming over and the one thing he said was man yeah like you know I'm always down to help people start something you know they have a vision or something an idea, you know, it's it's good to see them do it. Yeah. To go along and go through it and just try. Yeah. And you know that's that's how I try to be too. Is like you know if somebody has an idea, like let's, you know, do it or yeah. you know like ask me and I'm, I'll try to help if I can, if it's up my area. But I mean I always remember that from Rikers. So, but shout out to you, Trisha. You know this is gonna be a good, a great podcast. I'm looking forward to the rest of the episodes. Uh, I was going to ask you, are you going to do it by seasons or just go? 
I think I'm going to take your advice and your friend's advice and just keep putting content out mm -hmm. and just keep doing it because there's so many awesome people I want to highlight mm -hmm. and ask about and learn about and give them props and give them their credit of stuff where I think I know that I think that people know that I appreciate them or value them and like them mm -hmm. but sometimes you don't I don't know if they actually do or not you mm -hmm. know and I and I hear all the time at funerals I always hear this well we need to get together other times not just tell people we love them when they're gone mm -hmm. and that's true you know and so to me this is kind of a way doing what you do promoting them and then my way I promote them for, with my shows and stuff and on Facebook but also it's like another way to do it as well and getting to know those people besides just what you know on social media if you're even friends with them or if in, if you're even on social media there's a lot of people that don't fuck with social media no more yeah. um, because it gets crazy it gets catty it gets nonsense you know but uh, I want people to know I think that's what we're lacking like getting to know our stories like we know the funny side and going out and doing this all the good sides but like I want to know other stuff and sometimes I know but I want it to be shared in a podcast where people can hear it because maybe not everybody knows um and and i just i don't know i'm excited about it i have different ideas um and also like voices i wish that my great grandma i wish my grandma and them could have been on podcasts so i could just tap my phone a few times and listen to their voices yeah. and hear them laugh and hear them say funny stuff or you know like on podcasts whenever we do stuff like when I was on yours mm -hmm. and your dog Natty was in there you know and she was wagging her tail and then she was turning around and she was like, <sighs> laid yeah. down and sighed that was hilarious you know because you'll always have that you'll always be able to hear that you know and, mm -hmm. and I just want to I don't know I just want that I want to know and and I don't want it to be the same stuffy interviews like you read about people it's always the same thing you hear you read and know the same thing over and over if it's in this magazine it's this article this interview I mean and that's great and everything but I want to know just like a regular conversation or mm -hmm. I don't know I mean not I, I don't know just like we're just chilling at the house like yeah. we normally do and vibe it out yeah mm -hmm. and, I, and I'm about that and that's what I like and and maybe some of your fans and your people that like you and your friends might or new people listening to you might realize they have a lot more in common with you you know and so even just like you encouraging me has been such a big help because I've shared with you and aunties and uncle thread more than I have with my own family a lot of stuff and ideas because I get embarrassed or think oh they're gonna think I'm bragging or oh they're gonna think that's stupid mm -hmm. you know but then like I share that with you guys and you guys are like when are you gonna start it when are you gonna have it mm -hmm. you know uh, like Magnez he's like ready for me to come on his and he don't even know what mine's about you know <laughs> like that's support that's love and I appreciate that and uh, and so yeah I appreciate you having me on yours and the picture you took of me and my legs, eh? I was all <laughs> proud of my legs, you know. But uh, I appreciate you coming on, and and uh, hopefully you'll come on again. And, of course. And that, you know, I look forward to us hanging out at um, River Spirit for Res Dogs premiere. 
and we're just about done we got just a few more seconds so give us your uh follow me at okie podcast on instagram at rustamus 49 okie podcast is on facebook it's available everywhere unsolved reservation other mysteries and uh 